You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Marcos Santabanez was born in Havana, Cuba and came to the U.S. at the age of seven. At 18, Marcos was introduced to a plethora of street drugs. He set the drug world ablaze when he became the main supplier for trafficking cocaine from Miami to New York to Puerto Rico. At the height of his infamy, Marcos became involved with the Colombian cartel and began trafficking cocaine full time. He purchased Triangle Beauty Salon and laundered large sums of cash. The hair salon was a perfect decoy for his business. His clandestine cocaine trafficking made him a multimillionaire. He had everything a man could ever want, but deep inside, he was spiritually bankrupt. One evening in Miami, Florida, Marcos met four Christian Canadians who were on their honeymoon. They struck up a conversation and Marcos shared his life story and explained to them about the emptiness in his heart. They took Marcos to their room, opened the Bible and read it to him. And Marcos accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. From that night forward, Marcos surrendered his life to God. I'm Tina Griffin. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. Get ready for a wild episode as we deal with drugs, alcohol, and how to find freedom in Jesus with former drug lord, now evangelist, Marcos Santabanez. How you doing, Marcos? From Miami? Yeah, Miami, Florida. Look at you. Okay, your intro is like the intro I should be reading for 17 different people. First of all, I met you at NRB. This was the National Religious Broadcasters Conference here about two years ago in Nashville, Tennessee. You shared your story and I was like leaning in, jaw on the ground. How did you get involved with drugs shortly after getting into the U.S. here at the age of seven? Well, at the age of 18 years old, a family member introduced me to cocaine. And that's when I started taking cocaine from Miami to New York and selling drugs in Puerto Rico. And then I had a candy store in New York where you play pool table and pinball machines. And I'm the guy that came out with the name Speedball. We were selling dime bags of cocaine to the heroin addictors. I was making $30,000 every two weeks at 18 and a half, 19 years old. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you're making that amount of cash, that obviously was a, was that a main reason you stuck with it because you saw how much cash you were bringing in and you didn't really think about what you were doing? Well, I didn't have a good uh, father figure. You know, he told me when you go to school and and, uh, whoever messes with you, you break your head, your face, don't come crying to the house. I'm going to whoop you. So my sixth grade, I hate, I ain't behind the auditorium. My eighth grade teacher gave me a shirt, here comes trouble. And when I went to high school, my high school was 97% black, 2% Hispanic, 1% American. I fought, I I got kicked out, I fought, I got kicked out. And my teachers told me, hey, look, we want you to play baseball for the school. We'll give you a C, don't come to class. And uh, we won state champs the year I graduated, but I didn't really learn anything. So when I came out of high school, I didn't have a chance. So when I was introduced to that cocaine, I just, Took it on the road. I took it on the road, and you know, I became this big drug kingpin. Oh my gosh! I have so many questions to ask you, but I want to let everybody know. Obviously, God plucked you from the miry clay of the drug world to use you as a preacher of the gospel today. And the only thing that you are guilty of is possession with the intent to distribute the incorruptible word of God. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Um. Why do you think, what is the first thing that actually pulled you into drugs that led you to become a drug lord? Well, the, the success of waking up, doing whatever you want, buying whatever you want, and traveling, and 
having all the kind of girls and uh, just being uh, the rich, being rich and famous. Uh, I used to go skiing twice a year in Arrowhead, Colorado, where President Ford lives. I have $40,000 chain, $60,000 Rolex, monkeys, uh, racing boats. I had jet skis. I had, I had a motorcycle. I even came out uh, with John Sakata on a song called Angel, a spirit that won't let go. I had everything, money. But it was through prayers of my mother. Uh, my mom was taking me to church as a little boy and introduced me to Jesus Christ was God died in the cross and between God the Father and man, the mediator of Jesus Christ. And my favorite verse is a little boy, seven years or eight years old, was I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. So what did your mom think or say? What did she tell you? How did she guide you during the years where she saw you running from God and doing the opposite of how she trained you and, and you know, raised you? Well, just how the devil, uh, I mean, when the spirit took uh, the de uh, Jesus up to the mountain and, and and uh, for 40 days and 40 nights, he was fasting. And he told, uh, the devil told him, if you worship me, I give you this kingdom. Well, nothing comes out of the ground if it doesn't have a root. In order for something to come out of the ground, it's got to have a root. And the root of all evil, all evil, I mean, you steal, gamble. Uh, you the root of all evil is a love of money. So at that 18 years old, when my family member introduced me to cocaine, I didn't know the devil was going to give me the kingdom of this world. And the Bible said that man loved the world so much, it wanted nothing to do with 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 the light because of the, they love the foods of, of the darkness so at this time my mom uh, she was an orphan at four years old never had a mother and a father she came when we came from cuba uh one of her sisters her husband was an alcoholic stabbed her 33 times and killed her and that's when my mom a lady came and presented the gospel of jesus christ and she gave herself to the lord then my lap my dad left her for another woman but she kept on taking my brother and me to church and then uh, a year after that, my brother graduated Liberty Baptist College in Virginia with Jerry Farwell, Day North, St. Thomas, at 22 years old, was going to become a freshman baseball player. When he came home and saw my dad left my mom and walked away from God, and they shot him and they killed him on my birthday. So uh, I was out on the streets, uh, like they said, gunning and running and making millions of dollars, using cocaine every day, uh, disappearing. Uh, but I had a praying mother, and she would always try to sudden change, leave that lifestyle. But I couldn't because of the power of the fame that the devil, the father of all lies, gave to me. Unbelievable. You had a lot of uh, turmoil and trauma as a young person. Um, obviously, the perfect question for you, because you've been there, you've seen it. What do parents need to be aware of to protect their teens from drugs? Well, I tell you, uh, just how what God told Adam and Eve not to eat from this tree, which is good or bad, uh, just from the beginning of creation, the devil is using the same strategy now. If you look at it, every drug comes from a tree. Marijuana, heroin, cocaine. He used the same uh, lyrics, that statistics that he used back before to eat, not to eat of that tree. Well, now it's worse because now you got opiates, you got heavy drugs, meth. So the devil, like the Bible said, it comes to kill, destroy, rob. And that's drugs are not an addiction. Uh, drugs are something that they're called demons and evil spirit. Yeah. Like when you see a person out on the street with a sign that says, I need food, I need this. 
Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. It's just like that man that was in Capernaum in, in the mountains. And he was, they tied him up with chains and they yelled and tried to and break him. And they couldn't handle him. And when he came to Jesus, Jesus cast all those demons and he was spirit. And when they came, they saw him in his right mind. Well, when you experience with, with drugs, what they call it drugs, they, they, what happens is the demons and the evil spirit come inside of you. And now they take possession out of you. Now the world calls it an addiction. And then the Bible said that what I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, I do. It is no longer me. that another sin that lives inside of me. And that's why uh, it comes to kill, destroy, and rob. What is it going to do? It's going to destroy you, your life. It's going to rob your money and time from your family. And at the end, it's going to kill you. That's only the fruits of the demons and the evil spirit. That like the pigs that came out of the man and, and they all went to the swine and all died. That's what demons and evil spirit, that's what drugs do. So I just, uh, only through, uh, through Jesus Christ. I mean, if, 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 if Jesus did it through the cross, I, 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 I tell mothers and fathers, the only way you're going to do it and your son's going to do it is through the cross. Amen to that. I have a, I'm a, I have a question I'm dying to ask you. We're going to go to commercial break and be back to talk more about how Marcos met Jesus right after this. I came in as a boy and I'm leaving as a young man. They're developing lifelong friends and they're being pushed beyond what they think their limitations are. It's helped me with importance of leadership because I mean before Trail Life I literally did nothing. As a mom I love the fact that I know that our son is involved in a Christ-centered boy-focused school. We're confident that he's in a safe environment that he's getting the mentorship and leadership of men who have the type of foundation that we need him to get. I've never really been able to talk in public and being in trail life, everyone's so accepting of you and that really helped me become who I am and who God wants me to be. Me and my dad, we, we really didn't talk a lot and my mom wanted my dad to go. He was like, sure, I'll go. So he asked off for work and he went. And ever since then, me and my dad's relationship has gotten closer. Experience the trail life difference. Find a troop near you or start one today by visiting www.traillifeusa.com. What if I told you there's a new modern way to invest in physical gold? Legacy Precious Metals is proud to announce a revolutionary new platform that allows you to buy and sell precious metals with a click of a button. Gold gives you security and control over your retirement, and we've put that control directly in your hands. With a few clicks, you can open an account, choose your metals, where to store them, or have them shipped directly to your house. You can fund your account securely online and withdraw your funds at any time. You can now buy and sell precious metals effortlessly. No pushy salespeople, no minimums, and no hidden fees. You now have the full flexibility over your finances. Our platform allows you to purchase single or multiple products, roll your retirement account into a precious metals IRA, or set recurring investments through our legacy builder all online. These are volatile economic times. Throughout history, gold has been the answer to rising inflation, a weakening dollar, and a hedge against the stock market. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to open your account today. Centuries of security with modern-day convenience. Our ministry is supported primarily by donations, and we are honored to have people who are excited to partner with us in ministry. This year, we are praying for our viewers to come alongside us so we can form a huge army to go fight in this battle together. For our children, families, and country, with this critical info, God is guiding us to expose, educate, and encourage our viewers with. You are family to us. On the days we want to give up, you keep us going. Thank you for spending time watching our program and being on the front of the battle lines with us. If you'd like to donate to Counterculture Ministries and join our team financially, even if it's five bucks a month, 
that will still go a long way. You can make your tax deductible gift by going to counterculturemom.com and then just click on the donate button. And if you become a new monthly partner, our team will be sending out the book, Countercultural Parenting, Building Character in a World of Compromise as a gift to you in the mail. This book talks about building godly character, obedience, and setting an example in love. Thank you for joining forces with us. Let's do some damage together. May we use our talents, time, and resources to the best of our ability in 2023 until he calls us home. Marcos, all right, I'm dying to ask you this question. Right before commercial break, you mentioned that people, when they're doing drugs, they open that door for demonic possession. Do you think Christians who are struggling with drugs and alcohol can be possessed? No, uh, this is the way look, uh, the, the Bible talks about it. Once you get sealed with the Holy Spirit, right? You, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Uh, so two people cannot come inside and live in that, in that, in that temple, uh, of, which is your body. Now, what happens is like a strong man. He comes into the house, he robs it, and when he leaves and he comes back and finds nobody in the house, seven more evil spirits come into that person. A Christian that's been sealed with the Holy Spirit, the demons cannot come inside of him. The only thing that could happen to him, even the Bible says in Timothy, that in the later days, some of the some of the believers were, were apart from the faith and follow evil spirits. Yes, the evil spirit can tempt you. You can use it, but they will come inside. You, you so, get it? Be yes. Because you have the Holy Spirit, but you can I, fall into that. I totally agree. So if someone is a Christian and they're struggling with drugs and alcohol right now watching this, if it's not demonic possession, could it be demonic oppression? And if so, what does that look like? Well, it, it looks like the Bible said that uh, a, you, you can clean a, a dog return back to his vomit like a swine. You, you bathe him and you put mud, he's going to come back. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's different because you see, like when you go to the, when you go to the mall, you go to a shopping center, uh, you see a person who's got glasses, a hat, clothes, shoes, a pair of pants. But at the end, that's a mannequin. It got no body. I mean, it got no life. He who has Christ has life. He that doesn't have Christ has no life. When you have Christ inside of you, you have the, the Holy Spirit inside of you. Now the Bible says it's better not to know God than to know him and apart from God. Then what happens is that Christian now, the fruits that you see him are the fruits of the flesh. Anger, hate, malice, evil, are the things of this world. Because that, but now what happens is he don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And don't quench the Holy Spirit. He quenches it like a bucket with water. You get, uh, you get a, uh, a match and you, and you quench it. Well, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be no joy, no peace, no faithfulness, no righteousness, holiness. He doesn't, he's not working in the spirit of self-control that's inside of him. So what's, what's, how is he acting? Totally as a worldly man, not as a Christian. Oh my gosh, you're making me want to be a better person right now as you're talking to me. Everybody has something that they're working on, but we absolutely must remember whose we are, what our mission is, what our identity and who our identity is based in. And just yesterday at a Bible study, I had a very dear friend. We're all talking about life and the struggles and working through things and just amazing, beautiful group of women through our church right here in Nashville. And my dear friend said, you know, the nine fruits of the spirit starts with love, ends with self-control. And you just literally said self-control. I think that's so key. It makes me want to evaluate every part of my life. And right now I need to be doing that. What I want you to go through for me is you were saved miraculously. 
explain to us what happened, how it happened, to give other people hope that might be out there still struggling and wondering, is Jesus real? Well, every week uh, I would meet with the Colombians uh, at a restaurant to talk about the, the shipment of drugs that would come in because I was sending 180 kilos, 150 kilos every week to Atlanta, Georgia, and then 80 kilos to St. Petersburg. And then every day in Carroll City and Liberty City, I was giving 10 kilos a day to a friend of mine and 10 times 30 is 300 kilos a month that I was selling just in my hometown. So I had a big pension. Then my dad used to tell me, son, uh, with these, with, with, in, in the United States of America, you can escape the government a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, but one time they catch you, you're never going to come out. You've been selling drugs since you're 18. So every time that I met with these Colombians that we were going to eat at the restaurant, I used to tell them, hey, no me toque la comida, vamos a, don't touch your food, we're going to pray. And they used to tell me, you're a crazy Cuban. Don't you know who you are and who we are? You're more lost than someone to be found. And I go, yeah, but what I do ain't got nothing to do that Jesus Christ died for me. And I used to bow my head and pray because that's what the seed that was planted me as a little boy. And the Bible said there were, there were children of God. It's by grace, it's by faith, not by works, so no one can boast. Yes. So I had that tension that I was going to get caught because I had friends of mine, a few uh, two uh, black African-American, my best right hand. But they both got caught. Two Colombians got caught. But I just kept on. I couldn't get out because of the tension, the power, the faith. But I was empty inside. And I, every time I was sold that those Wednesdays, uh, when they, they used to come by the shipment of drugs, and I would send them to Atlanta and St. Pete, I would end up using cocaine because I was uh, frightened inside that I was going to get busted. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I was at a, in a hotel. I used to make $60,000, $80,000 every week, a quarter million dollars a, a month. Uh, so I had money, power, fame, but I was empty inside. The Bible said what happens to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. Oh. I used to look. I used to look at myself in the rear mirror and look at myself and say, I'm crazy the things I do. I used to look at money and say, is this ever going to run out? But uh, I thank God I had a praying mom in that day. I met, I was married. Uh, I had five girls that I was, uh, they were my girlfriends. They used to model for a bathing suit, for body glove, bathing, uh, a bathing suit with colander, with exotic animals. Wow. And they used to come out in video. So I was, I was living in adultery. You know, I was married, five girlfriends besides my wife, my ex-wife. And I met these Canadians. They were Christians. And they honeymoon in Miami. And I told them, man, look, I'm 33 years old. I'm Cuban. I'm one of the biggest drug keepers in the United States. I'm a multimillionaire. I got everything a man wants. But I think I'm going to lose everything, man. I'm married. I got five girlfriends. And they go, why don't you come upstairs? Let me read you the Bible. I went upstairs with them. His name was Mo, Shalin, Steve, and Denise. I never forget them. He opened the Bible and says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Just like the Bible said, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father draws him. That day, God drove me to come to know them, but to come to know the God that gave his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, or wherever believes him should not perish, but have eternal life. And as yes. soon as he opened, I said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. I was convicted of sin. I go, I know what I got to do. And I kneeled down and I said, Jesus Christ, I know you're God. And I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. I know you died in the cross, bro. I said, Father, I know in my heart that you raised your son from the dead. Father, bless with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the devil, demons, and all your spirit of joy for my life. Amen. And when I got up from the ground for praying, I go, man, I feel peace. What's going on? He put his hand on my right shoulder. He goes, God called you to preach. And I go, man, I forgot to tell you something. My mom's a Christian. 
I call my mom. He goes, call her. I call my mom. Mima, Mima, me entregué a Cristo. Mom, I gave my life to Christ. My mom started crying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine her husband left her. Her model son got killed. Her, her sister uh, uh, got stabbed. And she's an orphan. And the only thing she had was me running and gunning in the street. But she had a savior, a God that answered her prayers. And uh, at seven years old, one day she, she got me at the church on a Wednesday night, and, and I kneeled down next to my nightstand, and I prayed, God, I want to be the first one to die in my family. I don't want to suffer the death of my mom, my dad, and my brother, but I want you to use me one day big in your ministry. And you know what? I could have been dead. I could have been in jail. I could have been overdose or running from the law, and nothing happened to me. I even did a video with John Sakata, like I said a little bit earlier. It's called The Angel Spirit of the Go. When you see a guy like me, I'll tell you what happened. It's exactly what, what I'm going to tell you. The Bible said there are many that are called, but few that are chosen. Thomas was a disciple of Jesus Christ. And he said, if I don't see the wounds and I don't see the spear wound uh, on the side, I don't believe. When you see a guy like me, so what happened to you? Did you go to jail? Did you overdose a lockout? No, man. He chose the worst thing in life to humble the wise. He chose the weak to humble the strong. I'm, I've been called by God, by Jesus Christ. I'm an evangelist, a preacher, and a chaplain. By the grace of God and through prayers of my mom, what God, the Bible said in Ephesians, he created us for good works beforehand, before you even came to the world. When he started, he finished. And October 9, 1995, Next month is going to be 28 years oh that um, that Jesus Christ. I even went to Colombia where Pablo Escobar came out. Uh, a month after that, uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network called me. I gave my testimony on radio station, television station. They even paid my trip to go to Colombia with a drug kingpin of Pablo Escobar to see how God can change a wreck. Let me. I want to talk to you for like five hours, but I want to make sure everybody right here, right now, goes to Marcos's website. It's Marcos Santabanez, S-A-N-T-I-B-A-N-E-Z dot com. Grab a hold of his book for this reason, from being a drug lord to serving the Lord. All right, Marcos, don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking more about your resources right after this. My name is Glenn Story. I'm the founder and CEO of Patriot Mobile. And then we have four principles. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Right to Life, Military and First Responders. My name's Scott, I'm with Patriot Mobile. What is going on with all the woke companies in this country? It seems like everybody has completely lost their minds, right? No more. This is called voting with our dollars. We need to start prioritizing our beliefs and our values over convenience and comfort. And this is why companies like Patriot Mobile are so important right now. If you have a place to go put your money, you always want to put it with somebody that's like mine. Of course. I think that's the, that's the beauty of Patriot Mobile. We're a conservative alternative. My pronouns are Bible believer, gun carrier, and mama bear. We are the nation's only Christian conservative wireless provider. James 5.16 reminds us to confess our sins to one another and pray for each other so we may be healed. It's not enough to admit the church body has a hidden porn problem. Church leaders need the tools to help people find freedom. The Healing Church Book by Covenant Eyes cuts through the confusion. Here's what to expect from this phenomenal read. Learn why sex isn't the real problem regarding pornography. Discern how porn undermines ministry in the local church. Understand how porn affects men and women differently and how to help them. 
The church has a choice. It can ignore the porn problem, or it can lead people by grace to the foot of the cross, where strongholds are crushed and strong servants arise. Get your free copy of the Healing Church book in the mail today. Scan the QR code on the screen or text the word VICTORY to the number 66866. This book is a must-read for ministry leaders, parents, and counselors. Text VICTORY to the number 66866. Together with our friends at Covenant Eyes, we can help the church conquer pornography once and for all. Your story is phenomenal. Everybody, you have to pick up Marcos' book today. For this reason, from being a drug lord to serving the Lord, it tells of his life story. Pick it up. The book is $20, and uh, it's for God's glory. All the proceeds are going to a church that we're building in the, the in uh, Mexico. We already bought the land. Uh, we already filled it in, and uh, we're hoping by next year uh, to raise twenty dollars or $30,000 to build this church for, we got like 18 kids with uh, uh, with their grandparents and, and their mom. They go there. And uh, all the proceeds of the book is for that. So let's not wait, everybody. Chip in, donate. Go to Marcos Santibanez, S-A-N-T-I-B-A-N-E-Z.com. The link is in the show notes. Go to counterculturemom.com. Click on this episode. Share it with everybody. There's no way being on 40 platforms with this message and on the radio, we can't help you build that church immediately. It's giving season, end of the year. Let's make it happen. You're the real deal, buddy. Everybody out there, watch all four episodes on drugs and alcohol and how to sever these demonic ties, the generational curses, and bring Christ freedom to everybody. Marcos, thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm glad you're alive, buddy. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids.